Hi, I'm Isabel Tomasino. I am fascinated with anti-aging methods like biohacking, beauty and fashion, from the mystical to the science. In this podcast, I will share with you the truth, the ugly, and the reality of what it takes to live a healthy life. I'm your next-door mom of a teenage boy, also the founder and creator of thehunlife.com, a place where I share my passions for health, fitness, fashion, and yoga wellness. My yoga teaching experience of over 10 years has given me the opportunity to understand the real fountain of youth. I believe that the best medicine is love, humor, and good company. Hey, I may not always sound pretty and articulate, but I promise you this, I will always be real to you. All you need to do is get over my thick accent and enjoy the ride. Do you remember the days when you could party all night, get home and sleep for two hours and be back up somehow, go to school or go to work? Come on, I know you can relate to this thing, this strange thing, this phenomenon that only happens when we are in our teens and 20s. But somehow, somehow it shifts around age 28, if I remember this correctly. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can still party like an animal at any age, but the energy that it takes to recover is different after age 30. In my 20s is when I stop with the unhealthy insanity of sleep deprivation for fun. I'd say for fun because we do it by choice, right, in our teens and 20s. And when we're that young, it's like nobody can stop us. We don't want to miss out on a party. We want to be going out. We want to have a good time. And if I remember very clearly, that's when we are so the healthiest and we recover really fast. And it has very little effect on our physical appearance. After 30, though, oh boy, oh boy, let's be real. The party lifestyle will age really really fast. No judgment here. If you want to party like a rock star, be my guest. Go for it. But don't be surprised that when you're 50, you actually look and feel like an unhealthy 70-year-old. And you can feel your body very old and just not in the right place. I am purposely say 70 unhealthy year old because there are many, plenty of 70 plus very young, very healthy ones out there in the world. I know for sure I want to be one of those. I don't know about you guys, but if you're not planning ahead and considering the fact that you're going to grow very, very old at this time and age, you better start being real because the way science and technology is moving, we're going to be a society that is going to grow past 100. I know I want to grow past 100. Do you have a number yet in your head of how old you want to get? Do you know how old you're going to be and how do you want to live? And the reality of how much potential you have to grow past 100. If you don't have the vision yet of growing old, you better start soon because time flies in a heartbeat. My number in my head is 127. I know it sounds crazy, guys. I know. 
But I believe it's possible. I really, really do. I believe it's possible to grow very old, very gracefully, and very healthy. I will share with you something else. I knew very early on in my life that I wanted to age beautifully and gracefully. But in order to do that, I had to make some changes in my life. I had to make the right choices for my life. And good sleep has always been on my priority list. I don't know about you, but without sleep, I'm a complete mess. I'm moody. I get angry very, very easy. I have less patience. I have less tolerance for everything. My temper changes. Temper. Yeah, I think that's the word, right? Temper, temperamento, you know, having un temperamento. You know, my Latina comes out without a sense of control sometimes. I can get very hot-headed. I usually have it well under control, but not when I'm sleep-deprived. I'm sure you can relate to this when you're not sleeping and you wake up and you're very moody or you're very um, emotional. You also start having a very sensitive character coming through, uh, the kind of character that sometimes we don't want to be part of anymore, you know, something that you've been trying to change about yourself that you don't particularly like. But when you don't sleep well, it is very normal and very common that character flaws starts coming through and it may not be very pretty to deal with us. Good quality sleep should be number one on everybody's top of the list, right there on top with your nutrition, with your health and fitness, and your meditation practice. Trust me, if you're not sleeping well, all your hard work, everything you do during the day to stay healthy and fit goes down the drain. It's during our sleeping hours that we recover from our daily lives. We need sleep for cellular rejuvenation, healing the body, strengthening our immune system, improving our metabolism, and of course, to improve our social interactions. Trust me, I make a huge effort to have healthy, quality sleep. If I did not get a good night's sleep, I will make a huge effort to nap. If I can nap, I will nap. Cat naps will help you tremendously to gain a little bit energy, have a little bit more recovery. It also mellows down all those pesky little emotional interactions that we have. And you're going to feel much better. So napping is actually amazing. There's so many studies have been done about the benefits of napping. And that's also a main reason why Latinos are very happy people, because it's in our culture. We like to nap. And also Mediterranean countries, for some reason, there is a history behind the tropical countries or countries with um, warmer weather temperatures have also the cultural uh, history of napping during the hottest hours of the day, which usually is different depending on the country that you live in, depending on the time zone. The, the hottest time of the day, that's when cultures like to take their nap. It's between one hour, two hours, and the napping period is so beautiful because not only uh, do you escape the heat, but you rest, you recover, and then 
later on in the day, you're back up with so much energy. You can have a wonderful time with your friends and family and go out and party if you want. But I say that party only if you want, okay? I'm not telling you to go party. It's really an effort to make time for sleep. You have to. You have to prioritize it. You can't just go around and pretend like, oh, I just make it through with this five, four hours of sleep. Okay, okay, I'm going to stop you right now. I know biological needs of sleep is different for everybody, okay? Like what I need may not be the same for you or for your neighbor. Some people may get away really well with four hours of sleep, but guess what? Those are very few people in the world. I happen to know one girl. This girl, she was, to me, she was like a machine. She would get up, I think at four o'clock in the morning and go do a part-time job and then shower, get ready and go do her other full-time job. And I was like, how in the world do you do that? Oh, I only need four hours of sleep. And I'm like, every day? And she's like, yeah, I've been doing this all my life, four hours a day. And you feel okay? You don't need to nap? Nope. So you see, there are some people out there who can actually get away in their life with four hours of sleep. But somehow, I think it's, it's in their genetic code. It's somehow in their biological uh, material that it's that way. I'm not that way. Okay. And I tried that. I really did try to do the thing that she was doing because I thought, oh my gosh, if she can do it, why can't I? I should be able to do that. So yes, I actually set up my alarm clock. And in order for me to be really efficient, (laughs) I went and got myself a job. Okay. Like hers. I told her, hey, you think I can get a job there? She's like, yeah, come on board. Just try it. And I'm going to tell you what I was doing because there's nothing to be ashamed of this, okay? This is uh, this is, was my early beginning stages here in this country. I went and applied to be- work as a stalker for Orchard Supply. And when you work as a stalker, you have to either work through the night or do one of those crazy shifts, which I applied for. And to my surprise, getting up, I was all yippity up and all, I can do this, you know, I went there and man, that job is hella hard. Oh my God. So first day I got through it. I did it. I got home with no nails because they put me to stock the most stupidest thing in the world. I was in, of all things, they put me to do hardware. Oh my God, have you ever been in the hardware section of uh, of orchards or any other home improvement store? All these little knickknacks, okay? All these bolts and, 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 and wire thingies and oh my, I, I couldn't believe it. They put me to do that terrible job, but I did it because I was convinced that I could. So I did the first day, then the second day, on the third day, man. That was it. I was like, oh my God, I don't think I can do this. So yeah, I threw the white towel. It was just not for me. I went back to my regular sleeping schedule and uh, I was much better of a person then. But my friend, I love her to death. And if she's listening, Bettina, man, you were my hero back then doing one job before the other. And I tried it and I couldn't keep up with you. My current age is 48. And I'll tell you something, guys. I don't need as much sleep anymore like I used to. I was the girl who needed to sleep between 
eight to 10 hours. Eight hours would be perfect. 10 hours, eh, it's a little bit too much, but I felt wonderful, okay? But eight hours was really the good number for me. Now, if I sleep six hours without interruption, I'm in heaven. And six hours, I feel pretty good. So I don't know what happens when we age, but for some reason, I'm doing really well with less sleep. But here's the kicker though. It cannot be less than six hours and it cannot be interrupted sleep. If my sleep is interrupted, I'm done. It's over. I don't function. I'm a mess. I'm hell on earth again. For some of you who may not understand this um, phenomenon thing, this strange things that happens after 45, is that as we age, our hormones change and shift. And for some people more than for others, for women specifically, it's a huge mess. The transition from perimenopausal to menopausal, it's a nightmare, okay? I'm not going to talk today about this hormonal shifting because I'm really talking about sleep. But this hormone shifting and changing is what causes the sleep deprivation, this lack of sleep through the night, because the body is just not functioning the same anymore, and it requires additional effort and help. So my hormones are shifting, and I didn't know what was happening. The only reason why I knew that something was changing was because all of a sudden I couldn't sleep. I would be waking up every two hours or every three hours, and very often I couldn't go back to sleep. Now, nothing else was much different. That's kind of was the beginning of my hormonal shift and change, okay? The sleep cycle was changing, and that's when I knew something's off. But at first, if you don't know much about hormonal imbalances, you may think, oh, I'm just going through a phase. No, 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 no. If it's happening every single day, week after week, you better get yourself checked out because something's changing, something is not normal, and it should not be this way. Okay, if you're going through a very stressful situation in your life, maybe that's another reason and it's not because of your hormones. But in my case, okay, it was because of this thing happening and I started shifting. If you're not sleeping well for a long period of time, it's usually a sign of something deeper some other health issues. So become aware of what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. Be present with what your body is trying to message you. Our body is very intelligent, very smart. It's constantly communicating with us how to take care of it. Remember, health is everything. It's what you eat, what you drink, what kind of supplements you take, what kind of social interactions you have. And of course, the quality of sleep will affect everything about you. Let me give you some tips for better sleep. Get on a regular bedtime schedule. This has been huge for me forever. I usually go to bed around 10 p.m. because I need extra time in bed. I like to really do my rituals in bed before sleep kicks in. Create your bedtime rituals like reading, prayer, meditation. Perhaps you like writing on a journal. You know, this is a good way to get into a habit of signaling your brain that you're getting ready for sleep. For me, it also includes nighttime skincare routine. 
limit your caffeine and alcohol consumption before bedtime. If you're very sensitive to caffeine, you should probably not even drink it after 12 p.m. And just if you want caffeine, trick yourself and do without um, caffeine. What is that called? Syncafeina? You know what I mean. Just not the regular coffee. I'm confused because I only drink real coffee. Anything that is not real is just fake coffee. <laughs> and yes, for sure, the whole alcohol consumption. Man, that can mess up your sleep big time. I like to have my glass of wine with dinner. And I usually eat early around 6, 7 p.m. Because I want to go to bed with a light stomach. So very important. Another tip is do not eat heavy food before bedtime. You have to give your digestive system a little break before going to bed. Between two to four hours would be good. Perhaps you like to drink some calming, soothing tea, something holistic for sleeping, like valerian root, you know, valerian. That's more, if you don't understand my English, valerian, you know, the root. I also recommend magnesium. It's great for nighttime for calming the nervous system. Magnesium is one of the secret elements that helps digestive system convert food into energy. It benefits the body by strengthening our bones, relieving muscle tension, muscle recovery, and spasms. It's great for repairing the skin. Oh my gosh, that's big on my list, okay? Come on, skin. It's like the biggest, most important organ on your body. There's so many benefits for taking magnesium, guys. But like all minerals and vitamins, it is crucial to understand your personal deficiencies and the combinations of supplements you need to take. So don't just go out and just take everything and anything. Do a little research, you know, go on YouTube, learn about different uh, supplementations. There are so many amazing doctors that can give you great information. And if you have great health insurance, go see your doctor, of course, have them help you. Maybe they can do some blood work and they can tell you what kind of deficiencies you may have. For example, magnesium will play a crucial role in how your body absorbs calcium, potassium, sodium, zinc, iron, and vitamin D, guys. Vitamin D, one of these amazing supplements that, of course, will be great to get it from the natural sun. But if you take a supplement, you need to take it with this combination of other um, important minerals. Try your best to move your body daily. That is so important. Some A little form of exercise every single day. If you're not that much into fitness, do a little simple walking. Maintain a healthy, balanced diet. That's going to help you also so much for a good sleep. That means not eating a lot of junky food. You know, if you do it once in a while, maybe once a week, it's no big deal. But don't do it every day, guys. Really, try to find a healthy, balanced diet. Silence your mind at least once a day for a few minutes. And as you progress, you can add meditation time. And meditation practice. Meditation will help you. This is my number one to healing my body inside and outside. Meditation is a completely other secret form of healing for yourself. And just remember something else. It just came to my head. 
Of course, there is THC. You can always get some additional help, but it doesn't work for everybody. Okay, I've tried it. It's not for me. It just doesn't operate well with my nervous system. I know, I know some of you experts out there are going to tell me, yeah, but you just haven't tried the right one. No, no, no. I've tried just about everything on the book, okay, because <laughs> that's how important sleep is for me. But I don't do well with um, external chemicals. Basically, my body just overreacts. It acts really weird. Instead of calming, I get um, agitated. Instead of calming, my nervous system goes crazy. So, yeah, I have to um, be very, very careful what I take to help me sleep. I'd rather do the natural way, you know, very natural. No sleeping pills. That stuff sucks. If you get into the sleeping pill habit, oh, my gosh, forget it. That's going to be the worst thing you can do for yourself. First of all, you're not going to get a natural, good, healthy sleep. You're going to feel good probably uh, in the morning because you you need the sleep. So a little groggy and then eventually you feel better. But as far as the healing elements of sleep, you're never going to be able to get into the deep quality sleep with a sleeping pill for a regular time. I know there's people who like go to the extremes to get sleep because they're so all over the place and I'm really, really sorry if you're one of those people who who feels like you've tried everything and nothing is helping you. Trust me, if you do meditation, that will help you change your brain waves. You have to start somewhere. Start with simple 10 minutes a day of meditation. And if you don't understand meditation, just learn to breathe, quiet the mind, turn off the phone, turn off all electronics, go to a place where you're in complete quiet and just set your alarm for 10 minutes and you'll be surprised how quickly the time goes. And as you progress, maybe you want to study a little bit more about meditation. Maybe you start going to go a little deeper into this understanding why meditation will actually help you to get a quality sleep. I want to talk to you about deprivation that is obligatory. You know, there's many people out there who have no choice because they do things in their lives that requires for them to go long periods of times without sleep. And there's are people who work night shifts, like nurses, doctors, police officers, security guards, fire department, and so on. Uh, I feel for you because I know that you're doing this because it's an obligation of your part. It's something that you have to do. And I know that sometimes there's no room for choice because we have big responsibilities on our plate that are required for us to do certain sacrifices for a period of time and sometimes forever because that's your profession and you love doing your job. And yes, you hate the fact that you're not getting quality sleep, but you love your job. So I know. Okay, there's, it's not like everybody has a choice. Some people don't have a choice. And I'm a big believer that we all have a choice. No, I'm a mother. I know there are times in our lives that we do things because there's no other way around it. And yes, you're going to be sleep deprived, especially if you are a mother when you have a baby. Okay, that's an absolute no choice sleep deprivation that I'm going to talk about next. When we have a newborn baby, there is really no quality sleep period. 
we have to be alert every two hours to make sure that the baby is fed, changed, clean, sleeping well. And this is, this is the reality. When you're a new mom, you're not going to sleep. In fact, what happens is you become in sync with the baby's sleeping cycle. So when the baby's asleep, you get a chance to sleep, but you wake up always before the baby wakes up. That's just how it is. Somehow nature has given us this special connection with the baby that before the baby wakes up, I was already awake. Like I was already like making sure that everything was okay. And I went through that for a long period of time. My son did not sleep well for a long time. And I remember when he was a newborn, and I know I'm going to say this here, something that a lot of new moms probably can relate to this. There's always a person around you who means well, because that's to try to give you advice, right? And when you're a new mom, you're going to listen to anybody's advice. But if you're smart, you will just listen. And if it applies to you, maybe you will use it or you don't. In my case, I never use anybody's advice because I was very much in tune of how I wanted to experience motherhood. So I had this wonderful mom tell me one day, more than one mom, by the way, told me, you should just let your kid cry himself through the night. Sleep. What did you call this? What is this called in English? Let him cry himself into sleep and then he's going to learn to sleep through the night. I thought, that is the craziest thing anybody can tell me. I didn't tell her that, of course, because, you know, I didn't want to be like rude or anything. If that's her belief system, whatever, you know. But for me, it was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Nature did not intend for a child to sleep through the night. No, if it naturally, it does it great. But if, it, if it's not by nature, why would I torture my child crying himself through the night? That is the craziest thing. No, please, if you're a new mom, listen to me. Take your baby, nurture your baby, give your baby love. Hold him tight. The baby is supposed to be close to you. That's what nature is intended to be, so that your child grows with warm, love, caring, emotional feelings. Don't let your baby cry through crazy in the night. That's unnecessary. A, a healthy child will only cry if they're dirty or if they're hungry There's, or if they have some kind of pain or something. But usually, that was the only reason my son would be... Um, crying, it would be because he was hungry. And yeah, I never did that. I just experienced it the way it was meant to be. My son slept with me until he was ready to move on his own into his own bedroom. And here's the other thing, guys. If you spend all this money for a child uh, room and you do all these expenses to giving the baby this beautiful room, it's totally unnecessary because I did that and I thought, oh my gosh, my baby sleeps with me because this is how he likes to be and I like to have him close to me. So he never slept in his bedroom until he was ready to move on his own and I never pushed him. I never forced him. He, um, he slept next to me in his little, little baby bassinet until he outgrew his bassinet 
and then he wanted to be in bed with me. I know some of you parents are there cringing already. Ooh, having the baby sleep with you in bed. But you know something? Maybe because I'm from a different culture, this is very normal to me because we like to sleep with family. Uh, it's not something unusual in Latin uh, families to crawl up to grandma or to have a sibling sleep with you in the same bed, or a family member comes around and you sleep with the family member. It's nothing unusual, okay? So it's not forever. And if you understand this part of my culture, then you're not going to think this is weird. But if you think it's weird, just have a little bit of open mind and understand that Sometimes it may be best for a child to be as close to the parents as possible until they're ready. They actually have a very natural way to separate themselves and move into their own bedroom when they're ready. My son did it very naturally. There was no force. There was no uh, fears. There was no crazy night monsters or anything like that. The child was very healthy, slept through the night, and eventually he just wanted to go on and move on in his own bedroom. I can't believe I've already been talking for 28 minutes and I really wanted to keep this as short as possible. But this subject of sleep is so deep. It's so much to talk about that I'm going to have to eventually um, go through the science of sleep. But today I just want to keep it, you know, a little bit more personal. I want to give you some uh, also information about the importance of sleep, how it improves your immune functions. Even a small loss of sleep has been shown to impair your immune functions. Small fraction of sleep deprivation is very, very bad for you. It's very bad for you. There are studies that have been done Then, if you sleep less than seven hours, more than three times a week, you're likely to develop more easier a cold than those people who sleep regularly eight hours or more. If you often get colds, you have to watch out because if you're not sleeping well, perhaps that could be a way for you to, Im to improve your immune system, your immunity. Poor sleep is linked to increased inflammation in the body. I mean, that is huge. You know, if you're wondering why you look so puffy, or maybe you look spongy, that's inflammation. Also, water retention, but inflammation, in fact, sleep loss is known to activate undesirable inflammation and cell damage, okay? That's how terrible it is to have poor sleep. There's so many studies about sleep deprivation and one that really interested me was because I have friends who suffer from Crohn's disease and that's uh, inflammation of the uh, digestive system, the colon area. And it showed that sleep deprived people with Crohn's disease were twice as likely to relapse as a patient, okay? If you have a lot of gastrointestinal intestinal problems, check your sleep quality because it will affect your digestive system tremendously. Last but not least, the one subject I want to mention before I leave you guys is 
Poor sleep is linked to depression. I know that's such a deep subject. I'm not going to talk about that. But seriously, I know about this one so much. So because when you're sleep deprived, you just feel so miserable. And when we're sleep deprived, chances are we're also not going to eat very well because our body craves different foods and the mood swings are all over the place. There is something amazing that happens when you sleep well. I'm going to end it with this one because I really can go on and on here. Good sleepers tend to eat fewer calories. Now that's something good, right? Because we don't need as much food. For some reason, when we sleep well, we're happier, we can become more active, we go do more activities, fitness, sports, yoga, and we also make better choices to eat. We eat less calories because we are happier. Happiness is so important and your sleep depends tremendously to give you this amazing happy endorphins building up your body giving you a happy mind body and spirit there you have it guys thank you so much for listening to my podcast number two thank you to anchor for giving us this opportunity to deliver a message to the world i'm beyond grateful for your participation and being part of this thank you thank you thank you and please remember find yourself and honor your nature.